in my almost uh, 42 years of priesthood, I have on occasion had to stand before a community and be the bearer of not glad tidings, but sad tidings. Uh, and this is one of those weekends. Many of you have already seen on the news um, about our associate, uh, Father Juan Carlos Garcia, um, who has uh, been accused of touching a teenage boy in an inappropriate way. So I've got a statement from the diocese that I'm going to read to you. Uh, this is more in the form of a press release than any kind of um, letter, but I'll, you know, I'm going to read it and then spend a little time talking about, okay, what now? Reverend Juan Carlos Garcia, who has been serving as the associate pastor at St. Philip Catholic Church in Franklin, has been removed from his position at the parish and from public ministry while an investigation into reports of sexual misconduct is underway by the Franklin City Police Department. According to Detective Andrea Clark, a Special Victims Unit detective, the case will be sent to the Williamson County District Attorney for review. Father Garcia, who was ordained to the priesthood in 2020, was assigned to St. Philip in July of 2022. He was the associate pastor of St. Rose of Lima in Murfreesboro from, this time, from the time of his ordination until he was assigned to St. Philip. In early November, St. Philip officials reported to the Diocese of Nashville Safe Environment Office that a teen in the parish had made a report of improper touching involving Father Garcia. Per diocesan protocols, a report was immediately made by the diocese and St. Philip representatives to the Tennessee Department of Children's Services. Pursuant to the diocesan safe environment policy, an outside investigator who is a former FBI agent was retained by the diocese to investigate the report. The, Dioce the Diocesan Review Board was promptly convened to evaluate the information available from the investigation and to advise the bishop. Pursuant to the Review Board recommendation, Father Garcia was removed from active ministry. Further, the investigative report and all available information were provided to the Franklin Police Department on the diocese's own initiative. That investigation is continuing with the full cooperation of the diocese and its representatives, mindful of the due process accorded to all parties. The diocese reiterates that any person who reasonably suspects that a child's sexual abuse has occurred is required by law to make a report to civil authorities. If the suspicion of abuse involves either an employee or a volunteer in a ministry at a parish, the report should be made also to the Diocesan Safe Environment Coordinator. Anyone with information regarding Father Garcia is urged to contact Detective Andrea Clark of the Franklin Police Department. Uh, you can call, if you have something to say, you can call her at the police department. Uh, I have her cell phone number if uh, you would need that. And this is always the case, and it's not being said just because of this. Um, cases, when there's been an accusation, sometimes people that might have been abused years ago, you know, have sat with it 
And so the diocese has taken the opportunity to say that so that you are aware, the diocese provides victim assistance to those who may have suffered abuse by someone in the ministries of the diocese or a parish, no matter where that occurred or how long ago that occurred. So what now? There are ways we can react, and then there are ways we shouldn't react. The first thing we should not do is to judge. To quote uh, our beloved Ken Lysinger, we don't know what we don't know. The investigation is underway. If what had occurred was truly heinous or truly molestation, Father Garcia would have been arrested immediately. But currently he is not charged, he has not been arrested. The investigation continues. So we don't make a judgment. Now in a court of law, we're presumed innocent until proven guilty. And unfortunately, with all the sexual abuse that has occurred at the hands of priests, that same standard does not apply to priests. A priest is presumed guilty until proven innocent. Why would that be? You would think the church would have a little more compassion. Well, if an accusation has been made, the first interest of the church is not the priest, but the protection of children and adults. So thus, Father Garcia, with this report, uh, was, has been removed from ministry, which is, that happened back in November, which is why you haven't seen him around for a while. But we don't judge. We have nothing to base a judgment on. Is anger an appropriate response? Not yet. What are we going to be angry about? Because we don't know what happened. You know, the detective has a real good idea what happened, but we don't. You know, so anger at this point is not an appropriate response. We'll be getting angry about something that maybe we will be angry about, but maybe we won't. Another thing we need to avoid is speculation. We're all the same. You know, we speculate about things. In the absence of information, we tend to go to the lowest possible place. We presume the worst. You know, all these conspiracy theories in our country, how do they start? In the absence of information, we start making up information. So we need to be careful not to speculate. When we start speculating and start talking to others about our speculation, now of course it's perfectly acceptable to talk to others about this, that's where we find our comfort, but to speculate and provide supposed facts we don't have, on the one hand that's called gossip and that is sinful. And at the worst, if we start spreading things that are not true, that can also be called calumny, to destroy the reputation of another person. And that had a very serious sin. That's a mortal sin. 
So we want to be careful not to speculate. So what do we do? We wait. We wait. And we're not good at waiting. And it'll be, it'll, it'll be mid-February before we hear anything. So we wait. But then we begin to ask ourselves other questions. You know, the sexual abuse crisis has just been devastating for the church. And a lot of people have left the practice of their faith. But I get a little sad for people who leave because I understand their anger. You know, the church didn't deal with all this stuff very well. Awful, as a matter of fact. But when we leave the church, what are we really walking away from? We're walking away from the body and blood of Christ. That is the constant in our lives. Bad things happen all the time. Maybe not illegal things happen all the time, but bad things happen all the time. All of us in this church you know, can talk about bad things in our lives. Hurtful things, shameful things. But what did we do? We got up in the morning and we smiled and we live. But as a Catholic people and as a community of faith, you know, we go to this altar where Jesus Christ is present to us. You know, I'm mindful of the words of St. Paul. You know, what will separate us from the love of Christ? Either heights or deaths, depths, you know, all those things that could separate us from the love of Christ. We cannot let that happen to us. But the other thing we might remember is part of a prayer that I'll use in a few minutes, uh, right before the deacon invites us to exchange the sign of peace. Jesus said to his disciples, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Now, the peace that Jesus has given us, it's not the peace that's the absence of bad things happening. It's an inner peace that we possess that enable us to deal with the bad things going on all around us. In a word, it's shalom. And it's inner peace that we can possess when we're attached to the Lord. And that's what we will be looking for, that inner peace as we wait. You know, as a parish, what do we do? We keep on doing what we're doing. You know, we keep ministering to those who need ministry. We keep coming to worship the Lord. We keep gathering at our socials and have a good time with each other. You know, we keep loving our children. We keep lifting them up. We keep educating them about the love of Christ. And most importantly, we pray. We need to pray for Father Garcia. To pray for someone, all it implies is that our heart cares about a person. You know, we can still pray for the greatest sinner in the world. So we pray for Father Garcia. But he's not the only one. We have to pray for all concerned. Obviously, if an accusation's been made, then there's a family that's hurting. We need to pray for that family. We need to pray for the staff of this parish. I informed them on Friday 
of, of all of this. And as you can imagine, working with Father Garcia, they are devastated. So we pray for the staff of this parish. There are many families, especially in our Hispanic community, that have come to love him absolutely. And they're hurting. It's not just a teen. And it's not just Father Garcia. There's a lot of us in this boat. And so we pray for each other. We uphold each other. We look out for the good of each other. As time goes on, um, one thing I would ask that you not do, I mean, we always want to know. Um, you know. People ask me, those who have known, ask me all the time, are there any developments, are there any developments? And I keep saying, no, no. We won't hear anything till February. But if you do have questions, concerns, fear, please call me. Please call me and we'll sit down and we'll talk. You know, don't, you know, please don't ask the staff questions. It's hard enough for them. And trust me, they don't know any more than what I've already told you. But ask me. And if you feel it necessary, please absolutely make contact with Detective Clark. She's a good person. And I know her. And when she told me she had caught the case, I said, oh, I'm absolutely delighted you're going to be the one to investigate. She said, well, I'm not delighted. I know Father Garcia. This is going to be hard. And I said, oh, I know it is. But I'm delighted it's you. Well, why would you say that? And this is what I know about Andrea Clark. She is an excellent police officer, an excellent detective. And most important, I know that she will be thorough and she will be fair. We can't ask for any more than that. So this isn't somebody out, you know, to get them. Um, you, you all know your police department. You know the chief is our, one of our own parishioners. We just want truth. And obviously we want justice, however that justice may fall. In the meantime, today we heard about a star that led these magi to find Jesus Christ. Now, interestingly, very bad things happened in their lives and they couldn't go home by the usual route. They had to avoid Herod. Well, here we are, you know, having to look at our own paths. But remember the star because we need to find that star for ourselves. My job as your pastor is to help us as a community find that star and we will follow it till we find the Lord in our lives.